Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 22 Cup car, the didn't have any Xfinity car this week, and uh, didn't have a truck this week. Man, easy weekend. Full-time pay for a part-time job, is that how that works? Four and a half, something. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Myatt Snyder, and I have not been to bed yet because we had plane issues, and those are always fun. I got home at 7.30 a.m. this morning after a six-and-a-half-hour delay in Oklahoma City. But you slept on the floor, I bet. I didn't sleep. I can't sleep on planes, and I definitely didn't sleep. And I, I played that Rules of Survival on my iPad the whole time I was at the FBO. So you should make for a fun show today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm already, like, edgy. You know, you play Rules of uh, Survival on your phone. Yeah. You know that's, like, a thousand times better on a computer, right? Well, I, I can't play it on a computer. You, I just had the best idea. What do you have? Oh, no. You playing the PUBG game, which is basically Rolls of Survival on the PC. Yeah. Streaming it. Because yeah. I would love to watch you cuss at people <laughs> <laughs> when you play. We'll put the little camera up, yeah. and it'll be on you when you play. You yeah. ever watch Bubba do it? Uh-uh. Be just like that. If You need to watch him do it. Yeah. You'd be, I mean, this I This needs can, to be a segment on the show. I yeah. see. I can see you getting so mad at somebody out I love there. that Rolls of Survival game. <laughs> it's fun. I, this needs to happen. Thanks to Juan Main for bringing this podcast to you guys today in the Exalted Studios. And we have Casey back again. Hey, guys. She's so short that her feet don't touch the floor on this couch. I'm trying really hard. Apparently, I was supposed to have a pillow to sit on yeah. or to lean back on so that I can touch the ground. But it's really awkward. So, yeah, I'm currently. So, do you, is there like a girl's, when you go in the girl's bathroom, is there like kids' toilets and adult toilets? Or are they all adult toilets? No, there's... I mean, I, I I can use the adult adult toilet. Don't worry. You but, can reach. Uh, yeah, because okay. <laughs> yes. this is questionable. Here, right? Although I did like, see those jump sinks, up on it. The, <laughs> the, the small sinks where like yeah. they have the little kids sinks. <laughs> I've I've been tempted to use them. They are perfect for me right now. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I'm really short. Like Probably. I don't even want. I'm almost. five five ish. Five ish. Five almost five ish. Five oompa So you're like four <laughs> eleven, really? No, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm five. I'm five. Yeah. You, no it one ever. On the day. You don't admit if you're in the fours. It doesn't matter. <laughs> now. You don't ever use the fours. I'm not in the fours. I don't. I don't think it's. You a blow dry your hair under the hand dryer. I could. 
I really could. I actually consider that. It would, it would make yeah. a lot easier. You should. What did you do all weekend? You were home. I went to DeCoin for Chad's race. Oh, was that so fun? How'd he do? Yeah. How 11 hours did? there. Oh, you drove? 11 hours Dude. there and <laughs> 11 hours back. Dang. Yeah. So I worked the whole time, which is nice. But although I don't have. Worked. Yeah, I, I did. I worked. Um, well, worked how? My laptop. Oh, work, work. Like, did handle stuff. I was like, you had to go yeah, out there to work. Yeah, and then, like, okay. I had to make sure things at the track were going okay. I, I did not drive because we don't know. You don't trust me with a hauler. It doesn't work. Um, but but we have cable on in our mother home, so uh, yeah, which is something I don't have at my house, which is pretty nice. So I caught up on all the shows that I. Like. You don't have cable. No. Oh, you young people! Why we don't need cable anymore? Yeah, we're uh, not there enough. Netflix, chill. I have Netflix. Yep, and all the apps. Like I use my parents' login for Directv. So oh, <laughs> here we go. Now you're stealing piracy. But, yeah. So. Can you believe how hard it's snowing outside right now? That's crazy. I mean, it looks like we're in Montana. It's sticking now. Is it? That's what yeah. Maybe I don't have to go to work after. Yeah, it's sticking it's crazy. now. So did y'all win? Uh, no. Okay, so. Where'd you go? What, what was the name of the track? DeCoin. DeCoin, Illinois. Yeah. yeah, so it's like in this arena. It was oh. freezing, like so cold. Um, snow there? It did not snow. It might as well, though. It was so cold, and... The track was so – so I don't know, like, whoever follows dirt racing, you know there's, like, certain lines in the dirt where you can try and adjust it, like Chili Bowl. Yeah. Well, the lines were so bad on the top of the track that everybody hugged the bottom. So you have – So build a big berm up. Yeah, it was, like, 24 cars all on the bottom. And you would try and get on the outside, and then people would just hit the wall, and then they'd go even further back. So. Yeah. It was bumper cars, basically, and he got seventh. I mean, made it. He started. He had to start fifteenth because of they did these like you know chili bowl passing, passing points. points. So you basically draw, and if you draw close to the beginning or close to like one or two, you better stay there. And yeah, you and you can't move back, and you don't get points. So yeah. Chad would like he would drew he drew like one once started on the pole one started on the pole for the qualifier one. But then you start like further back because you don't have any points yeah. like that you have to earn. He Price started like, cool. yeah, he started pretty far back. He went from like the back to second for his heat race, and then qualifier got stuck behind a car that was stopped on the track. Yeah. It was just a long one. Jason, what were you doing in Miami? It was a conference for PR students across the country. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. In Miami. Okay, yeah, in Miami. Right. In I Miami. Mean, perfect okay. location for it. Yeah, exactly. Who, where right. at in Miami? It was right. we were at the Hyatt Regency in downtown, so it's not near South. It was like twenty minutes from it's South nice Beach. There, yeah. yeah, it was really awesome. I mean, How much was this? The my school UNC Charlotte paid for it. <gasps> this is like going to California for farming equipment. <laughs> <laughs> it was you, like you 60% conference, 40% fun. How many kids yeah, were there? Okay, 60% uh, One per fun. school, but Not like 150 either. total. So how did you get to go? Uh, they asked me, hey, want to go to Miami? I'm like, yeah, sure. You didn't have to apply for it or no, nothing? Are like, you like the top of your class? I'm um, uh, probably among there. They like me. I was like the social media person for my club, the PR club I'm in. So they're like, hey, want to go and do it? I'm like, yeah. What did your grade? So you got a free average. trip. Yep. Did you fly? Yeah. Yep. You flew for free. Stayed for you free. Stayed for free. Did you drink for free? <laughs> <laughs> he's 20. Yeah, let's remember, he's he no is only 20. He can't drink yet. So what was your grade point average? It's probably like 3.7. What's highest, 4? 
How old were you when you first started to drink? When you had your first drink of whatever? Don't oh, lie. Oh, man. Like, when it was, like, cool? Probably, like, eight. Like, well, it's different. In, in New York, you can go to Canada. I'm not talking about all the legal <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> how old were you the first time you had alcohol? And, like, finished it? Yeah. Probably, like, 16-ish. Yeah. How old were you? I mean, I started drinking wine kind of early, but fourteen. When it, when I was in like high school, I was more like probably junior senior. Party girl. Junior senior year, I kind of was like, eh, whatever. So sixteen. Yeah, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, we were uh, we were in sixth grade. Oh God! My mom's, my mom's gonna love this story. <laughs> Why am uh, I not surprised? She <laughs> sent me sixth grade. She sent me across country with my cousin from Florida. His name was Michael Lowry and, and his and her and his family. So we're in the back of the station wagon and we're sitting on seats that face backwards. Most people in this okay. day and time have never done that. So you're in the station wagon sitting down, but you're facing out the back of the car. Doesn't that make you sick? No. But we stopped and he talked to his mom into buying us Bartles and James wine coolers. So we're sitting in the back and I was like, dude, we can't drink these things. He's like, She doesn't know it's alcohol. <laughs> And she didn't know it was alcohol. It says wine on it's, the label. Well, she didn't know. I'm telling you, she was naive. So we had a Bartles and James wine cooler. Festival. I don't know how old you were in the sixth grade, but I didn't drink again in high school. But that was the first That's, time I had yeah. it. Yeah. So, so Miami was fun. It was yeah. awesome. Did you learn anything? Tattoo? Did you get <laughs> I learned a tattoo? How to have fun. Did you go clubbing? Oh. We went to a couple sports bars and then a um, block party, like a huge block party in Miami. It was like they do it once every like month or so. This is awesome. where I'm from. Did you bring so. your uh, yeah. what are those juice boxing? Is what you call them? Capri uh, Sun. Yeah. Did you bring? Your yeah, Capri I brought my Capri Sun. Drink it out. I like mine. What's the craziest thing you saw? Oh, there was a lot. Uh, down. <laughs> this is a perfect show for it. I know. <laughs> it was just really fun. You just like met all these people Thursday and my Sunday. Were like <laughs> is there any hot chicks there? Well, PR. I think the industry is like sixty percent female, forty percent male. So, yeah. indeed. Lucky you. Yeah, perfect yeah. field. Tattoo? No. <laughs> Did you get a tattoo? I met some people with tattoos. One guy had North Carolina on his chest yeah. with a state flag, so it looked pretty cool. In case cool. he forgot where he's from, he just looked down at his chest. Case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see it? any females have things on their chest? <laughs> 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 we did go to the South Beach, though. That was fun. Yeah. You South like Beach South cool. Beach. I love South Beach. Oh, nice. Go to Quality Meats, get you a Moscow Mule. Remember then that head time? Head over to Joe's Stone Crab, tear up the Stone Crab. Remember that time Elliot went to South Beach and it came all, <laughs> it was all over the headlines? <laughs> what? What? Remember when they went down there a long time ago, the, some tabloid or whatever blew it all the water? Oh, that was Panama City. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was thinking it was South Beach. Yeah, they went to Panama City. Beach, whatever. Yeah. We left, um, <laughs> they left Bristol, Dell Jr., and Elliot and Martin Truex and Jamie McMurray and some other friends left Bristol, flew to Panama City, and next thing you know, it was in the tabloids <laughs> because Martin Truex <laughs> made the rental guy. You know how, and no offense to any people that are rental cops, but uh, the the security guard for the condo complex basically came in to tell him to tone it down. Well, Martin mouthed off at him. That guy got mad, called the cops. So. Ends up on TMZ and in t- tabloids and this whole deal that they're even there. But they had fun. They How did. long ago was that? I'm jealous. That was 2003. We went out. The reason I remember the year is we went out the next week. And uh, maybe in 2004. And won the race at Texas. So, it was fun. I want to know how Phoenix was for you guys. 
Man, I about froze on Saturday. It was cold. Yeah, it was. Uh, I only had cup practices on Saturday, but it was cold. You lucky. Yeah, it got colder in that Xfinity race. So you went hiking. I did go hiking. So impressed. I went six miles. I had to look up if it was actually a trail or if it was like a bar called a trail. I really looked that up. It was six miles. It was like White Tank Mountain. (laughs) It had a the the most famous. It was so random. Here's what's by the whole thing is that the most famous (laughs) trail there is called the Waterfall Trail. That's cute. It don't rain in Phoenix. There wasn't a waterfall after I hiked my ass all the way up the that hill. The pictures I saw, there were waterfalls. No. Nah, you said it don't rain in Phoenix, but it there was, There was, there <laughs> might have been pictures yeah. with waterfalls, but there wasn't real life waterfalls. Pretty sure Saturday got rain delayed. Yeah, that was. <laughs> no, that was, I, when you tweeted, when you said like, hey, I actually went hiking. I looked, I was like, is this a bar that he's just joking with me? Because it was the most, you're supposed think, to do Camelback. I think a lot of people went well, hiking. Well, Camelback was so far. <clears throat> this place was right by my hotel. Okay. Hmm. Well. But anyway, that's the first time I've hiked since 1993. <laughs> Are you serious? So you're yeah. good until what? About I ruined, <laughs> I ruined my shoes, man. They're all dusty and dirty. Oh, uh, yeah. But what that's, do you do? It was fun. Was it worth it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd go again. It set up around 1,000 calories. Yeah. It was impressive. It also said you woke up at 426 in the morning. So that's when you just go start drinking IPAs. everybody does. Like, I burned 1,000 calories. I can drink IPAs tonight. Everybody wakes up at 430 in the morning there. I guess the time change. I'm going to tell you what. This first year I've ever gone back and forth every race. Screw this. Next year I'm not doing this. This weekend was harder than last weekend. It's kicking my ass. Well, yeah, but you got back. But it it, it gets harder every week because you're going back and forth, back Uh, and forth. So next week should be fun. I would say these first five weeks are the hardest on us. I agree. This is the hardest part of the schedule for me right here. Pull Daytona for 10 days. Then you hit Atlanta. And and this time Atlanta the weather was great. But a lot of times just the weather alone can be exhausting. And then these three – Back to back. I just saw our haulers pull in from Phoenix. They came all the way back home to turn around and go to uh, yeah. Fontana, <clears throat> California to turn around and come all the way back home. Literally like, the West Coast, like the Coast Coast up, like an hour from the coast. Yeah. All the way. It's it's. I mean, logistics are a big deal. I mean, that's the thing about that plane breaking down. Like, you're like, uh, how are we getting home? Yeah. You know, and it's. Or like the rain delay for Atlanta where. Or was it Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta, yeah. where they were concerned about having the – you have to go all the way to the West Coast after. Yeah. Should yeah. they move the West Coast? Mm, would so it be lucky. easier if you move the West Coast to I later? don't think it's easier. <laughs> just, I mean, I'd rather – honestly, I'd rather just get them out of the way. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind getting them out of the way, but, I mean, I think logistics for TV, it's super easy for them. And for the rest of us, it's probably a pretty large pain. But Well, we have other trucks. Like, we have trucks that came out there. And they swapped out, you know, so. Yeah, some of them, some haul, some teams will bring haulers out there. It is easier you. now, though, because some of the cars, if you don't tear all your stuff up, you can take the same car to, you know, a lot. But there's a lot of differences, too, as well. But now that the way these cars are, <clears throat> you can you can um, run other cars, other tracks more than you could. Back in the day, we had strictly a short track car. Like, it was not going to run anywhere but Martinsville or Bristol. And now they they can kind of interchange them a little bit more. I mean, so obviously, you're not going to take a Daytona car somewhere. They're spending almost $200 million on Phoenix. Oh, yeah. What what, what, what did you see for $200 million? Uh, it what, was Daytona's, what was Daytona's price on the reel? $400 million. So this is half that. For Ism Raceway. <laughs> They're still redoing the whole infield, too. It is. Yeah. Ism Raceway. 
What I mean, you, I don't look at that and see I S M. I see ism. Yeah, I don't even see anything but P I R still. But Phoenix. that's not on the sign. Ism is on the I sign. I didn't see the sign. I wonder how many times people still called it P I R. I just call it Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I S M is. I don't know. Well, it's they also sponsor the screens. Um, like at ISC tracks, the screens that are at the track. Are those the ones that take oh. your picture? Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I think it was that. Those are the that company that does that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. the demographics. Those yes. are the ones that take your picture. Like the re- they have face recognition software, and like when you walk by them, it no- it recognizes you. Oh, perfect, awesome, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as far as that much money on a project, though. What? But just tell me what you saw for two hundred million. Uh, Twenty thousand grandstand seats. And some dirt moved around. It's kind of it, really. These construction people are just making bank and not doing anything. I, I mean, they're getting ready to obviously redo. They put the in an field. escalator. That was <laughs> awesome. Two hundred million. Oh, I did see that actually. Yeah. Was it an injector? Still parked in the dirt <laughs> parking lot. If you could, if you could find a parking lot to park in, it got dirty. Spotter bag looks like I've been on yeah. a dirt road drinking. So one thing they've James. done is like we used to have. Some they used to there's probably ten or fifteen of us that have cars, right? Or you know, yeah. we grouped together, all of us yeah. all the painty guys were riding together and we used to park somewhat close to the elevator. Now that's gone, but the lot <laughs> basically sits empty. Gotta so love it, man. It, now it's just a complete mess. I just wanna know what you're spending two hundred million dollars on. Like I'm serious. I didn't see it. I know yeah, I know the infield yeah, is changing a lot. Redundant. Like I actually think the Xfinity series garage is yeah, like the Xfinity Series garage is going and how many in a people different go in the area. Infield? Well, they're moving the motorhome lot outside. Yeah, a lot of things are, are moving outside. There's going to be a whole deal on the infield. So it's gonna they're going to let everybody on the infield. I almost I haven't looked, so I can't really speak to it. But are I think it's kind of like tickets to let everybody on the infield. That's what I'm thinking. Is yeah. they're going to do more of an experience for fans on the infield? So I I, think. how about this though? We are going to literally for free. Are we going to take the green in the middle of one and two? Three, like now, one and two. Are they going to move pit road? Because surely we're not going to have the front stretch with pit road on the back stretch, right? No, they're going to. Because if I want to pay 150 bucks for a ticket, I want to be able to see pit road. No, those pits, the pit stalls are still going to be back there, I believe, because there's no grandstands on the real front stretch, only to like start finish line. And you have you have to have it move like it, you can't move that. I don't know where. What's going to happen it? when we take the green and go across our finish? Are we all going to hang it left and cut the dog leg? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think that part of it. Is is going to be a, a cool element, you know? I'm not I'm not against that part of it. I just don't know what there's. I mean, look, we can change the start finish line for about eight dollars because I can go buy some paint, and we can paint over the old finish line, and we can paint a new one. I do a really good checkerboard. So <laughs> why don't we just take a fan's? They could have gave the me want to put it a million dollars, and I could have done that, and it would have been the best start finish line ever. What do you think it'd be like if we had a start finish line in the middle of a corner? I think we're getting ready to, and it's dog. Leg. I mean, like no, like the, like a Bristol. <laughs> Imagine <Yeah>. just, <laughs> just somebody's getting sent. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, All right, anyways, you. let's take uh, control head of this. Yeah. Nonsense. Spot on, spot off. Before we get snowed in, oh. we're up to like three oh, inches yeah. already. It's crazy. It's definitely covering the ground. Why didn't they cancel work today? I don't understand. Oh, uh, I think you just did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish. All right, Harvick wins three in a row, four SHR cars in top ten for first time in team history. Man, I'll go first. I I, I don't know how you don't say spot on to what these guys are accomplishing. Realistically, Stuart Haas could have won all four races because 
you know, Amarola is a quarter of a lap away from winning the Daytona 500. Obviously, Kevin dominated the next two races and then pulled out a win, along with a cool little point toward the back window glass for everybody else to see there. And and any time you can look at a company and all four of your cars either make the final round of qualifying or they finish in the top ten, that's as good as you can do as a company on those two days. I mean, just like Junior Motorsports, you look back at us last year at Homestead, you finished one, two, three in a championship. A lot of guys are doing a lot of things right for that to happen. It's not just the driver. It's not just the crew chief. It's everybody's doing everything right. I, I think the probably the, the biggest surprise I see, though, in this comment is a lot of us thought going into this year that Ford was going to be at a little bit of a deficit with this nose because Chevrolet got the new nose. Toyota already was having a lot of success with their nose. So I think probably the biggest surprise for me personally is how competitive Ford has been everywhere we've been with ultimately the same nose that we had. Um, I, I'm spot on for, you know, somebody, it's hard to do in this sport to win three in a row. It's hard to win two in a row. Uh, it's hard you know, to win one in a row. It's, it's, so I'm spot on for, uh, you know, and he, these are, Atlanta's a tough racetrack. We all know that Kevin was going to be fast there. He went and, um, backed it up at Vegas with a little help maybe, but, uh, you know, Phoenix is also one of his good tracks. So we'll see, um. I think it. I think it might take a little bit of. I think, you know, he took he capitalized on races that he could that he could, and now I think it's getting ready to get a little harder again for him because they're not going to you know places where he's they're his playgrounds. Those Phoenix and Phoenix and Atlanta are two of his best tracks. I was told so. that he was really, really, really upset over the winter at some of the things that were going on in terms of this youth movement, and that he is single-handedly wanting to shove this youth, youth movement up their butts. So he, he certainly drove Atlanta and, and Vegas that way. Yeah. And then, you know, this weekend almost felt like redemption for him. And, and I mean, I don't know how – you obviously can't say that he's not motivated to go out there and, and literally embarrass the field because that's what he's – he's trying to do that. Yeah, he's really – he's already really good at Phoenix. So, so it's no surprise that he went there and won, in my opinion – you know, he's it, won seven of the last twelve. You give a guy a little bit of it's like they Nine gave him a shot in the arm. Yeah, you get they yeah. gave him a little bit of a shot in the arm, and he was gonna be a factor whether he was pissed week, off or not. Whether last week's penalty happened or not, this was probably gonna be the outcome. It didn't help I mean it, it helped him drive with a little more motivation, but um you know, I don't know how you don't spot on it when you know somebody does that in this series. Fourth guy over forty years old to win three in a row. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I mean, to win, to win three in a row in general, like you said. It's it's crazy. I, I I mean, he's got a chance to win four in a row. Our cars will be good at Fontana, <laughs> and he's good there. It's a very slick place, similar to Atlanta. Not not just like Atlanta, but you know, it it, it I don't know. It's it, something to see. We'll he's see. He's good there, but he's not. He's not. It's not known as his. You know, we but know they're just so. I mean, that they, they had so yeah, much. He'll speed. be fast. He'll be yeah. top five easily, probably. But I, I mean, even when you look at practice in Atlanta and practice at Vegas, like that was my thing about. Okay, they found his his roof brace broken, and he had some additional rear downforce based on the photo that I saw. And I know we didn't talk about this last week on the show because we didn't know a lot about it when right. when we do our show on Monday no. morning. All the stuff started <laughs> coming out kind of Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, yada, yada, yada. But when you look back at practice in Vegas, he was four-tenths quicker than the field on lap 10, lap 15. So it's like 
you know, you you put in, and I think Martin Truex was the best at this last year. You know, they'd be fast, but then they start the race and they'd be crazy fast. You don't put everything in for practice. You're practicing. You're you're throwing things at the car to see how the car responds. So to watch him go out and be that fast in practice, like he already was going to be a dominant guy, whether his roof did that that much or not. Well, let me ask you this: If you know you're that fast in practice, why go? Why even mess with it? I guess what I didn't necessarily understand just from the competition standpoint is, you know, you already won the race. You've already locked in the chase. You've already got bonus points. Now you're on week two of being able to do it. And you obviously took a small chance. Maybe it was a large chance. I don't know all the the ins and outs of what happened. But, you know, that's the hard thing about understanding is you didn't necessarily need to take that risk. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit just because – I don't know if everybody might know exactly what happened and how that worked. Yeah, we don't. I don't necessarily know either. I mean, I think that's the weird thing. But I mean, like we saw the photo that was posted on social media where Kevin's, you know, roof where it met his back glass was was dented in a little bit. You High know, speed. Jim Utter tweeted out four other cars that that have that have been seen that are also dented in right there. And when people see that. They don't necessarily understand what it means. Well, it's really like adding rear spoiler to your car because what you're doing is you're giving air the opportunity to get lower as it goes to your deck lid and as it goes to your spoiler, that air is more downforce. So when you see that little dimple in the roof or anywhere for that matter, um, it it, it basically is taking and putting more air on the rear of the car, more rear downforce. It's just like adding rear spoiler to the car, which is going to make you be able to go a lot faster, especially on entry at a lot of these places. Yeah, it just pushes down on the back of the car. So when you can drive it in, you can drive it in deeper and have stability. Still, a lot of these guys have to lift because they're loose in. And when you take that loose in away, you can drive in faster. And so an inch is, I mean, there's, I'm not, oh, an inch is, I'm not an engineer, a long way. but an oh. inch, inch and a half, there's no telling how many <clears throat> counts of downforce that is. People in this shop could tell us, you know, I'm not in that department, but it, it's, it's certainly going to help you. But he wasn't the only one doing that either. You know, there, there's all these guys that are doing all this tricked up stuff. And I think that's where the Xfinity series right now, you know, we're, I think we're putting on a better show in the Xfinity Series than we are in the Cup Series. These composite bodies don't move as much as our bodies in Cup. You know, and that's why Cup's going to composite bodies to try to stop some of the stuff that, that we're doing. It's why we've changed the pit stop. You know, the jack guy used to hammer the door. or to, That was to knock it in to make side force. Like, there's all these – these guys are doing these things intentionally. You know, now, there are parts that you're putting to the max that it may break because you're obviously asking that part to bend for it to have that flex. And if it breaks, well, now you got a lot more flex, but you also run the risk penalty. I mean, these guys are smart. Don't get me wrong; they know what they're doing. Yeah. They they know, and that's 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 an area where you can you might put a brace in there that has a crack in it already, or, or something. You know, it might yeah. be built to do that. Michael but that's Walter, just smart. Michael Walter spoiler. Spoiler. truck race years <laughs> ago. His rear spoiler came off with two to go. Oh, hello. <laughs> Wonder if you're going to be faster than everybody else. I mean, it wasn't like the cup spoiler now is relatively small compared to that. That thing was like this sheet of paper yes, sticking straight up, and it was gone. It's gone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And that, and I, I promise you it was somewhat engineered to do that, right? Maybe not they didn't mean for it to fall off, but every time that he got bump drafted, that spoiler was meant to, to gradually come back. You know what Wear I mean? Wear and tear. I mean, yeah. we used to do it in the cup races years ago. I mean, I, Dale Jr. and Elliott and everybody, they'd knock the fire out of each other early in the race. And you literally were going, man. If you lined up behind your teammate, that's the, you were, they built the rear clips 
so weak in the back, so when you would get hit under the under the pace laps, you would run up there and wow. So like intentional, nail. but not mm-hmm. intentional, so that it's yes. obvious. Yes, you would run up there and hit the guy in front of you, and it would just bend it down yeah. in the back, yeah. and that's knocking a spoiler out of the air. <laughs> Daytona Talladega, <laughs> which is the opposite of what Harvick's doing. Harvick right. wanted his spoiler in the air. Daytona yeah. Talladega is drag, so you want your spoiler out of the air because it's going to make you go faster. Got it. It's like driving a Porsche versus a school bus. <laughs> or it's so go for your. Like, if you're almost out of gas right now, go drive your car when it's kind of slick. Then go fill it up with gas and just see which one you have more grip with. You know, it's like weighing you down. You just have more grip. So, yeah. Interesting. All right. One lap shootout to end stage two in both races. This was crazy. I liked it. We always complain about them stretching the laps out and stuff. What, what, you come out, everyone's at the same, everyone's dealt the same cards here. So, some of our best races have been no qualify, no practice, no qualifying, start the race. I think, so. yeah, I mean, for me, I want them to do a normal cycle. I don't want NASCAR to step in and go, oh, we have this many laps to go on the stage. We need to let this finish under yellow, or we need to red flag it and go under green. Like, let it be organic to where you would normally call it. Call the caution, open pit road. If you get the track cleaned up in time, Go back racing, and if you can't, you end the stage. We saw some races last year where they didn't do that. They let the stage end under yellow, and for me, that's where they created stage racing that makes it exciting because Kurt Busch stayed out to get a stage point for playoffs, to get 10 extra points to win the thing, and then he has to come out and go all the way to the 20s to restart the final portion of the race. So for me, I think that's what makes stage racing exciting and, and it gives guys an opportunity to make different decisions, which also makes it exciting. Another reason is you can't open pit road, close it, and then end the stage. No. That's right. not fair the, to, to anybody. That's not fair to anybody. And they did that a few times in the very beginning, and it's not fair. I mean, you you should have the opportunity to come down with everyone else at the same time. On Saturday's race, we actually had that happen. They opened pit road. A lot of guys elected to pit, including Elliott. And as soon as we pitted, pit road got wet. And then the racetrack got wet, and then they red flagged the race, and then we came on pit road. We took the one to go, which means we're coming to the green the following lap, leaving pit road from a red flag scenario. In my 20 years being here, we've certainly never done that. So I think that was NASCAR's way of of saying what TJ just said. You had to put a lap on them guys. We don't want to screw everybody Mm -hmm. up that just pitted. Let's at least give them an opportunity for their strategy to play out because – we're in the desert. We're not planning on rain. Right. And, and you know, drivers were upset they pitted when it was raining. Well, literally, it, it pit road's open. Hey, I think pit road's wet. And then it was that quickly, it was it was over. It so. kind of – what it does is it gives the it gives the guys – you know, if you're leading the race, you should have the opportunity to pit when the other guys pit. You yeah. know, now what happens is, is the guy running, you know, 11th, 12th isn't going to – he's going to pit, and he is going to – Wait, you know, they're going to run one lap, then everyone is going to come in. He's going to be the leader. Yes. Did he really earned that. Right. You know, all because of opening it and closing it and stuff. So, they, yeah. but it's a – I'm glad they did it, though. There was nothing wrong with it, my I opinion. think from a marketing and fan perspective, it kept it exciting the entire time. Well, yeah. It's no different than running one more lap. What is going to happen in one lap right. on the track? Nothing. Right. You're right. going to ride around and scrub your tires. Let's just go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Byron leads first career cup lap, spot on, spot off. Man, good for him. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, I think TJ will agree with this. He he got the lead based on a pit call. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, it helped him build some confidence. We all know the kid can drive a race car. So spot on for uh, for seeing the 24 car with William Byron in a leading race. I was kind of yeah. 
he, cool. he was struggling again, in my opinion, a little bit. And then that pit call put him around good guys, better cars. Yeah. So he can see more. And that, you know, you're, you, the better cars around, the better you're going to be, in my opinion. So I think that pit call put him around better cars. He can see what they're doing. And maybe next time they go back there, he is, you know, he, he has more of an idea what the good guys do. And, um, you know, but good for him, though. If we let you in the circus and you hang out with a bunch of clowns, you're going to look like a clown. And and if you want to be a trapeze artist, you got to hang out with a trapeze artist, right? So I think TJ makes a good point. He's up there hanging out with a trapeze artist versus – it's hard when you get beyond 12th because they don't race you cleanly. They won't let you go for a position. You know, they're doing everything they can to, to basically screw up your race to help their race. And when you get up front, it's the exact opposite. The guy catches you, you let him go. You catch somebody, they let you go. So it, it it'll be good for him, you know. And and like he said, it was a dream come true to lead lead laps in the cover. Oh, it yeah. won't be the last time we see this kid lead laps. I think he's just getting started, honestly. Yeah. This is cool. De Benedetto reaches out for sponsors on social media. Spot on, spot off. Uh, spot on. Uh, he you know be used the platform. Guy wants to race and. You know, a simple a simple little message he put out got a huge response and may have opened the doors for more sponsors in the sport. So, and you know, there were some drivers that stepped up as well. Uh, so that was um, what was his message? <clears throat> what did he say? He was basically saying, you know, he is sponsorless for Phoenix, and if he doesn't yeah. get funding, he won't be able to to go. And that was when you saw Denny Hamlin and Waltrip Brothers. Why we didn't jump on this opportunity, I don't know. <laughs> we Door could've. bumper clear number 32 Yeah, car. we should have sponsored could've this. Could have been right on the hood, man. Our faces. Do well, you? I but can't I imagine he is full season sponsored, so you never know. Do you know how stingy Mike Davis is with the budgets around <laughs> here? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It was. We off get here every week and our soundboard doesn't even work. Oh, it was working the last two weeks. Well, the first two weeks, we wasted two and a half hours. We had to message people the night before, hey, go check the soundboard, make sure it works. They make Dillner come in here and set up these cameras every week versus us having real cameras installed. Mike Davis is too cheap to do that. Well, it could. I mean, it's already worldwide, so. Yeah, we don't really need the pub anyway. I think it's, you know, I mean, I, I saw the video. I started watching it. And I was just like, I can't watch this. Why? It's just like, I just can't watch it. I think, honestly, I, I wish there was some sort of, like, a lot of guys, a lot of drivers have managers, business managers to help them pitch sponsorship. And some people can't afford it. Some people, like Benedetto are struggling. But there's a lot of guys that like him that can't find sponsorship. I wish there was some sort of a support system for that i'm so spot on for the fact that his peers kicked in some money to help you know but is this the way we're really going to bring corporate america into this thing Nah, i don't know man you know and that's why when i was watching it i was like i can't watch this <laughs> like, i got seen you a hundred dollars bro but i can't watch it you know i just don't think that's the wave of of i mean realistically do you see roger penske do you see any of his drivers ever doing that? And I'm not saying that every one of their races is sold out. Because, right. I mean, we know last year Casey Kane had seven races for sale when the season started. You know, was he doing this? Like, I, that's, I think it's cool that this one time it kind of happened and maybe some people pitched in and bought us tires or whatever. But that this isn't realistic to how this model works on the cup level. 
It's not realistic how the model works, but it's just realistic to how the way it went, though. It was cool. I mean, I mean back this was never even this never happened. But Kenny years Wallace ago. did it. He did it with fans where he took a hundred dollars per person and put their name on the car. And but again, that's a one race deal. You can't do that every week. Yeah, I thought it was a neat deal. I thought it was. It cool raises some capital. I thought, I thought it was cool how many people came and supported him. Yeah, I do. I, I I think that part of it's cool. I just can't see. I couldn't see me doing that. You know what I mean? I can't see – and obviously I'm not a race car driver, but, I mean, I'm not going to make a social media video of door bumper up. clear, one main financial, mm-hmm. man, they're the best sponsor ever. We're, me and TJ are going to start another one called Almost Clear, and we need a new <laughs> sponsor, guys. Just or to send, support putting a roof send on your, your money spot. In. <laughs> yeah, like, mm-hmm. I just can't. It's just not my personality. Yeah. But I, I'm all for what you said. Yes, people have business means to go do that, and maybe that's – where they need to be putting some resources. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. This is the Exalta Race Center update. I'm Natalie Sather. Both Cup and Xfinity competed in Phoenix over the weekend. Kevin Harvick won his third race of the season at Sunday's Ticket Guardian 500, making that three out of four race wins this season. He's your Cup points leader by 12 points over Kyle Busch. On Saturday, Brad Keselowski won the DC Solar 200 Xfinity Series race. Junior Motorsports drivers Justin Allgaier finished second, Elliot Sadler ninth, Tyler Reddick tenth, and Michael Annette seventeenth. The Junior Motorsports late models competed at the season opener at Tri-County Speedway for Do the Do 150. Rookie JRM driver Sam Mayer crossed the finish line in third, and Josh Berry ended up fifth. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, visit ExaltaCS.com. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. All right, guys, we're back. Let's head into Fast Lane, where I'll give three topics pertaining to racing and one that is off the wall. Brett and TJ both have 30 seconds to respond. You ready? Kick it. Social media has influenced recent NASCAR officiating decisions. How big of a role should the social voice play, if at all? Brett. It shouldn't play a voice at all. Uh, I think these are boardroom decisions. These are officiating decisions, and we can't have – you know, a, a group of people on Twitter uh, influencing penalty calls. And we saw it last year with what believed to be Chase Elliott. We saw it again with what believed to be Kevin Harvick. And, you know, if these calls are being made in the tech room, I'm fine with it. But if they're being influenced by social media, I'm not fine with it because such a small percentage of our fan base is on social media. And the ones that are, you just love to complain and whine anyway. So I, I do not believe we need to be catering to these people because they're going to find something every week if they look hard enough. Um, I'm kind of torn here. I, I'm, 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 I like to, and it might not even be social media. They might've seen it without social media. We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. So it might, they might, you know, they, they have a lot of means of seeing things. So we're not, who's to say, oh, well this, you know, media member said this, we better go hit, you know, check it out. You know, it was, um, they, they probably may have known about it before. So we can't really assume that it was social media because of that. But I don't agree with, you know, going back and, seeing a quick video of a guy doing something on a pit stop, they should have been penalizing him for it. That's not fair. 
Yeah. Uh, we're not a stick and ball sport, but I look at this, I look at the NFL, and I look at they just made a rule change about how what is a catch in the NFL. And they did that off of a lot of people saying a lot of things throughout their season, but they didn't do it instantly. They waited, their season was over, and then they addressed it. And I feel like if you're going to gauge your social media fan base, pay attention to it, but don't just react in the moment because you're going to give those guys a lot of sense of entitlement. And Lord help us, this world already has too many people with that as it is now anyway. Jeff Gordon highlights the new Hall of Fame nominees. Which five nominees should be inducted next? TJ. Oh, man. <clears throat> I don't understand. Do we have the list? it's the next page. Before you start the timer. How is Jeff Gordon eligible when he just raced and he just said, I want to race Martinsville? You have to be retired. Yeah, I feel like it, there should be like a 10-year or something. Wait, isn't you there have a waiting to be period? retired. They just changed it. They changed it? They did. Why? What did they change it did, to? Were they running out of people? That's what I – No, they weren't. <clears throat> you had to be retired for how many – three years or three, something. Yeah. So now that's not the case. You could just – Yeah, I think it's still three. They – didn't count Gordon's 2016 races towards that. But he's not retired yeah. if he's racing the car, yeah. Jason. That's my point. Yeah, I know. I don't yeah. understand why they do it. Retired but, yeah. means I'm sitting on my ass drinking yeah. coffee. Don't take it out on Jason. I'm not <laughs> taking it out on him. I'm taking it out on the, the – he's not retired if he's driving the car. If he comes and races a truck in Martinsville, guess what he did? He came out of retirement. So how is he eligible to be in this class? Anyway, he's eligible somehow. <laughs> but he also made – the 13th car in a 12-car chase format one time, too. So maybe it's just him. Just give the Jeez. guy a pass. Jeff Gordon. <laughs> he is Jeff Gordon. Mm, Jeff Gordon. Did All right. we start so, the buzzer? No, we can start okay. now. We start it. So, <laughs> you are breaking the rules. My five would be – I mean, it's tough, man, because there's a lot of people on this list that, that should be. Are we including Jeff or not? He's he's on the list. I mean, he's already yeah. in the Hall of Fame. I don't know why we don't already have his display up. Jeff Gordon will be in the Hall of Fame one day. There's no doubt about it. Jeff has won 30 times. Well, a lot of people on these, this list have, has won. But, you know, in my opinion, it'd be hard for me not to put Davey Allison, Buddy Baker, uh, Joe Gibbs, and Roger Penske in that group. Yeah. Yeah, there again, I don't, I don't know when Roger Penske <clears throat> retired from being a car owner or Joe Gibbs. <laughs> I think they're still here, but there's already owners still in it. Uh, I mean, you make uh, Roger Penske certainly, you know, Jack Roush, obviously Jeff Gordon. Yeah, Roush too. I didn't see. I mean, it's extremely hard. You know, Harry Gant, handsome Harry, guy won five in a row after he was over forty or fifty years old. You know, I don't know, man. It's just some of this Hall of Fame stuff drives me nuts, and I feel like we focus so much on just the Cup side of NASCAR. When there's, I mean, we saw Ron Hornaday go in. We saw media people go in. Like, I like it being very diverse. Dang. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm upset about I, this. I don't, so uh, the Hall of Fame, like, how you get into this is, to me, like you said, is a little, um, I don't know. Like, how, how some of these guys, what what are the stats you need to get into the Hall of Fame? I mean, I know. like, they're just so... I don't know. Is like, it like your name? You're just popular? Like you? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what 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 makes Ricky Rudd be on this list? The fact that he won a race for 17 <clears throat> years in a row, or whatever that number was. Like, what 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 does one thing qualify? Okay, you're a Cup champion. You're automatically in. So Martin Truex won Xfinity like, Championship <clears throat> and Cup. He's automatically in one day. Like, I I think 
I think that's where we just lack diversity and we're focusing so much on cup. Well, what do you think makes Ricky Rudd Hall of, Hall of Fame eligible? Racing with his eyelids taped open. That's it. Matthew? How many how many years in a row did he want to race? 16? 17? 15? A bunch. I mean, so one win a year for 15 years and you're in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> I'm asking the question. I'm not being uh, critical. So, okay, what about Harry Gant? Harry Gant. I mean, winning five races in a row, does that get you in the Hall of Fame? I mean, Harvick is two races away from Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, Well, he's already in the Hall <laughs> of Fame because he's won championships. <laughs> There's just no – you like, you to get into a Hall of Fame position, to me, you need to accomplish, you know, a, a – Above and beyond, right? Not you know, not uh, five wins is remarkable, but is that Hall of Fame material? Is that guy like a legend? Like these are guys that should change the sport and have changed the sport in certain ways. I don't really feel. I mean, not, five wins is awesome, but did that change anything? Yeah. No, it was just he's Mister September. What is it? September, October, whatever. Mister October. Reggie Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about this forever. We literally could. Yeah. All right, Fontana has one of the oldest track services. Where does it rank among your favorite stops on the schedule? Brett. <laughs> it used to be last. I won't lie to you. It was my least favorite place Why? to go. It was my least favorite track to spot because I thought the racing wasn't great and we were in the middle of a bunch of steel mills. So now that we're going to Fontana and there's uh, the, the, the racing surface is phenomenal. It's slick. It's multi-grooved. It's a lot like Atlanta the way these guys are going to fall off on lap times. They got that board in turn one that shows you how fast the cars are going. Oh, yeah. And they're going like 204 <clears throat> miles yeah. an hour, which makes it's me ridiculous. pucker. You know, like there's a lot of things at that track, and they're selling the seats out there too because we're putting on a good show. Uh, this is this is the same type of Atlanta deal. <clears throat> Do not repave. If you repave this, it'll be the worst racetrack that we go to. So, um there's a there's a theme here with old racetracks that have worn out services where the times fall off. You know, you better get all you can get in a lap and a half on new tires because then them tires fall off. So, I think it's awesome. I enjoy the uh, I enjoy the racing there because you can fan out and there's multiple grooves and the tires wear out. So, love it. I think the diehard fans listen to our podcast. And the thing that I'll ask you guys to do is watch the seams this weekend in one and two and in three and four. There's four or five different seams that kind of break up the racetrack. That's what the drivers gauge on where they need to be running throughout the course of the run. That's where we as spotters are telling them, we're splitting the bottom seam in turn one and two. We're running above the top one in three yeah. and four. Back and forth all day long, steady giving info based on who's running fast and where they're running. Those seams are what we are all looking to for grip. And, what, and you don't want to get on them because if you get on them, they're slick. Yeah, so what happens real quick with the seams is those are new asphalt, basically. That's new asphalt um, and it, connecting old asphalt. So and when, you're le when your left front tire or right front tire hits one of them seams, it basically grips up and turns the car. So you'll hear these guys, well, I had a great lap going, then I hit a seam. Then he had to basically had to lift because he got loose. Um, so it's it's real interesting. I think it adds character to the track, and um, it's what we all use this weekend for reference. It's yeah, all, it's cool, real yep. cool. Off the wall topic, oh, Jason. Sure do, do you have something to do? I with don't this have one? personal experience. You, Actually, you two people send this to me. So a woman rode a horse onto the dance floor of a Miami nightclub over the weekend. Have you ever seen any anything stranger on the dance floor? 
I think this was you, Jason. Uh, I was not the, I did not see a horse, but. Did you bring the horse? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just brought the horse, gave it to someone, they walked in the club. What was she wearing? <laughs> <laughs> the horse? No, the woman. This matters. I just saw this on Twitter. Oh. Uh, well, the strangest thing, I, I've never seen a horse on a dance floor, but I have seen, you know, people that, that can't dance get on the dance floor and, uh, can be relatively strange. Clint had a party two years ago and in the middle of the party, oh, no. he had a live band and in the middle of the party, these two dinosaurs came walking out and they were out there in the middle of the dance floor dancing and it was one of those things where they act kind of. You know, like real spastic dinosaurs. You know, like the mascot thingies. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I still don't know who it was, but these two dinosaurs came out and were almost copulating one another on the dance floor, and then they proceed to just exit. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. I uh, I actually it was in a club. Casey didn't know what copulate means. I can <laughs> tell by the look on her face. Perhaps I did see. Good, uh, perhaps that should be a, a Google-worthy <laughs> word in terms of dinosaurs interacting with one another. Could be. All I saw right. a crazy clown at a Vanilla Ice show one time. Yeah. And he was spastic, and he had, he would take water bottles and just start spraying them all over the place. Yeah. And it was relatively. It wasn't really crazy. It was kind of cool, but just no dinosaur. Definitely not. All right, Ask DBC. <laughs> Producer Jason found a few topics that were submitted by fans. Um, Mike Barbone asks, what do you think NASCAR can do to get a better connection between cup drivers and grassroots racing around the country? I think Harvick obviously made comments about this yesterday, right? He did, yeah. Did and Tony did in the media center. Did you see him? No, I didn't. But what, are they, what do they say, Jason? Uh, I didn't really see me there. Basically, calling for more support of grassroots racing. And there's a disconnect. Uh, Harvick said this, I believe. A but, disconnection between. Well, who's he calling on to fix it? NASCAR. Saying NASCAR needs to pull and better do more. connect the grassroots and NASCAR. Yeah, I, I mean, here's my biggest struggle in terms of grassroots racing is that the tracks that we all grew up going to as kids, a lot of them are closed, mm-hmm. and and in addition to that. The, the ones that are open that used to have NASCAR races no longer have big NASCAR races. So when I look at a lot of a lot of them that are in this area, you know, the Hickories, the Myrtle Beaches, the South Boston's, it's heartbreaking to, to know that those guys have great racetracks and don't have, you know, the support of maybe the top three series. So I, I, just from my selfish fan perspective, that's where I, I see the most hurt, you know, that, that just it, it tears at your heart to know that, we used to go there as kids. I used to go to North Wilkesboro. It was my favorite racetrack as a kid, and now it's sitting up there, and all it is is a weed farm. You know, that that sucks. Yeah, I was. <clears throat> my answer to this was going to be short tracks. Um, the, the Myrtle Beach, South Boston, uh, newer track. Well, newer but older uh, Motor Mile, which was New River Valley back in the day. So um, they had a big light model race at Tri-County Speedway. It had to send cars home. That's awesome. A late model stock race had to send cars home. The Cars Tour, who announced they got a sponsor and stuff now, too, I think. So um, we need to go back there as well. We need to have some races at them places. We need to go back and put on a Saturday night show for these guys. That's where all these rivalries started. These rivalries all started at short tracks and places like that. Where And then we just kept going to big places, going to big places. And 
we need to go back to these places where we can have these these local these local guys be factors in races, and that's when they're going to get chances of you know higher stuff. And I think we've gotten lazy too, though, because I remember <laughs> when I came into the sport, we would leave Martinsville and we would drive to South Boston, you know, to watch a late model race, and and you know the Cup guys that went would walk around and be the biggest deal there. The fans were just as happy to see them walking around the track as they yeah. are to see the cars on the track. So. I think some of us, I mean, including me, I I mean, I don't necessarily invest back into going to those places probably as much as I should. we got a group of spotters that do a good job of that, Tony Hirschman and Mike Herman and those guys. Um, But I see a lot of drivers that, same deal, man, they used to go to a lot of tracks, and now it's like we got free time. That's the last place we want to be is a racetrack. Now, is he saying supporting, like, guys that are coming up from the grassroots racing to try and get to that next level, or is it just racing in I don't general? Think he's, I don't think he's picking drivers in general. I think he's saying that we need to go back to places that it started from. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to go back. Racing got interesting at these places. Like um, Winston <coughs> dumped a lot of money into the Winston Cup Series. They also dumped a lot of money into the Winston Weekly Racing Series. And I think that, that without those dollars coming in from a sponsorship standpoint, We've seen NASCAR's backing of those series potentially come down a lot, is what Harvick is saying. I'm not—I don't know that that's true, but that I think is what his comments were referencing. If you—if you look at our what what is interesting is you know rivalries are always good. Most of our rivalries and the videos that you all see playing and the in the video, you know, the short segments they make are all from short tracks. Most of them, yeah, there's a couple with the big tracks and stuff, but. Most of them, and short tracks produce that type of racing. Where they, did Kyle try to knock Logano out at? <clears throat> was that Fontana? Yeah, that was Vegas. Vegas. Vegas last year. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a short track. No, but most of them. Yeah, they start All the there. helmet throwings, everybody throwing helmets at cars and stuff Crystal. is short track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, because, guy, you're putting four, 36, 42 cars in such a close, they're going to hit. Tony Stewart also swung at your guy, Logano. Did he? I Fontana. Think most people probably had yeah, that. Fontana. <laughs> He's older now. Like I, has <laughs> got some bodyguards around him. He makes a lot of people mad. You seen our tire guy? Now is he big? Yeah. He's tire guy. Dude. Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah. They call like him Mule. Mule. So, yeah. What's that reference? Right, you ask him. <laughs> <laughs> mule. You have to ask him. Like M U L E. Yeah, like work, work mule. Like he's a mule. Yeah. Interesting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> JP Racing 988 asks, is it bad for NASCAR for a team to dominate like this? I'm assuming Harvick, obviously, and yeah. SHR. I mean, it would be it'd be uh, more, probably more exciting if the, you know, the 9 or 24 got their first win. Right. Here's how crazy <clears throat> fans are. Like, you know, is it bad for a, t- a team to dominate? If it's this guy's favorite team, it would be awesome. Yeah. But if it's not your favorite team, you hate it. Which I think is is great in and, in and of itself. You know, people want to make a big deal out of the three car winning the Daytona 500. Austin Dillon won the Daytona 500. The three hasn't been relevant from a week in week out standpoint since Dale Earnhardt stopped driving it. So you know, sometimes fans just want to go out and make noise about different things. I think it's great, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Stuart Haas racing spotter, man. I remember Harry Gant winning five races in a row when I was a kid. These are the things in sports that you remember, that you can carry with you. So that's what makes it great. Jimmy Johnson won seven championships. Like, is eight too many? No. He's breaking history. So as a sports guy, I appreciate guys that can go out and do things that you think probably still can't be done again, and they can. 
I wish we could, you know, I'd like to win 10 in a row. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's good and bad. It's good because you got to respect it because you have to respect what they're doing here and it's tough to do. So, I think uh I think the true fan respects it and um <clears throat> you know, we can we all, we're all trying to do it. Yeah, we're all trying to do it. All right, Cobra by Design asks, can spotters be fined by NASCAR for any of their actions? And if so, have you ever been fined by NASCAR? Oh, jeez. Perfect answer. <laughs> perfect question for Brett. Yeah. <laughs> what? You're the only one that... Would. Well, well I'm not made that the only one, but I think you probably had the most recent contact with another spotter. <laughs> we can be fined for our actions. You know, when Timmy threw that uh, sub last last year off the top <laughs> of the pagoda at Indy. And Timmy didn't actually throw the sub off. The guy he threw it to just couldn't catch. Yeah, that was a bad catch. Terrible, <clears throat> terrible catch. Yeah. That guy should have been fine. That guy should have been thrown off. He should have been ejected <laughs> because he made Timmy get in trouble. And I like Timmy. So, can we be fined? Yes. Do I ever recall a spotter being fined? No. I've been tapped on the shoulder Until one now. time and told to calm <laughs> down. Oh, yeah. But that Loudon, maybe? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> what did you do that you were, you were so out of? I don't remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got a question. How nervous were you? Dude, so. <laughs> <laughs> How nervous really, were you when this happened? Just I wasn't really one nervous. One or ten. I, was, I wasn't Scared? nervous as much as I was shocked. <laughs> you were nervous. <laughs> you See, were nervous. <laughs> so, a high-ranking NASCAR official once told me that he wanted to come out and uh, tell me that. I need to worry about spotting my race cars and not worry about how they call their race. <laughs> when he said and high he, ranking, he, 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 he war- means high ranking. <laughs> and, and he warned me that this was at Dover that he wanted to come do this. But his peers talked him out of it because it would cause more of a scene if he walked out there and, and people would wonder, why is he out here? Well, in New Hampshire, he came out there, and he tapped me on my shoulder. So when, he, when I turned around, I thought Tony Raines was standing behind me, and he wanted something. So he tapped me on my shoulder, and I turned around, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> this, this isn't Tony Raines. And I'm like, oh, sh-. I want to know who this official is. I'm like, is. what's he uh, – what he doesn't wear an official suit, I can tell you that. He wears a tie. Oh well. And I was like, So uh yeah, how are you? Leave <laughs> and, it to Brett. And he uh he pretty much told me that. Did you see that? He said Yeah. You can uh Yeah, I got that. You need to worry and he about he doesn't say much. <laughs> you need to worry about spotting your race cars <laughs> and not worry about how we call a race. That is to date the only time that I know that he has ever come out of there. Ever. 20 years I've been up there. Leave it to Brett. Mm-hmm. And he came out just to see me. And then you, then you like, you slapped that guy in Texas or something. Well, that was a long time ago. I was a lot, a lot younger. Not then. really. Yeah. You what? I was a lot younger. Well, not long ago. Yeah, it was. What did you well, do? Somebody made me mad. So you slapped that? I don't say I slapped him. I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> what would you call it? TJ's exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> I try to break uh, his chest bones. <laughs> well, tell the truth. How many wrecks has that guy caused in his life? He's a moron. Uh, he. That's why I couldn't take any more. <laughs> he is a moron. Uh, we had a no-touch policy put in place the next day. <laughs> you are probably the reason why a lot of rules have been set in place. That's not true either. <laughs> but that guy, didn't. he didn't wreck any more cars really after that. I don't think we saw him much. He, he kind of went part-time. Longer. Yeah. Just don't be an idiot. <laughs> it's not that hard. Noted. 
should write that down somewhere. So I don't, I don't I, honestly, I don't know of any spotter that's ever been fined. I know a bus driver that got fined. Uh, Elliot's bus driver, Will. <laughs> we were at Daytona. Wheel. I'm sorry, we were at Darlington, and it was a Southern 500, and Bobby Labonte was leading the race, and it proceeded to rain so hard that you could not even see the racetrack hardly from the tower. All the while, Will is lined up, ready for post-race, ready to go home, and the security guard by Victory Lane opened the gate, and whole, lo and behold, out goes Will and Elliot's <gasps> bus onto pit road, and I'm sitting there going, <laughs> oh, no, this ain't good. Elliot's motorhome is on pit road, and the cars are on the backstretch coming to pit road. So down goes down goes Elliot Sadler's motorhome on pit road, and I'm sitting there going, Will's getting ready to win the Southern 500. <laughs> so Will crosses, start finish line first. NASCAR Tower David Hoots is having a full-blown meltdown. He's going, stop that bus. It's raining so hard, all the officials have left the racetrack. So now they're having to come out to try to find him. This is when the story takes a turn. Will parks the bus on pit road. He has to go get get Elliot's rental car, move it to the hauler so that when Elliot changes out of his fire suit into street clothes, he can get in his, at the time, Lincoln LS with spinners on it and drive back to Emporia, Virginia. So when the officials get to the motorhome, the first thing they say is, Tower, there's nobody in here. (laughs) It's a driverless motorhome sitting on pit road. Mike Hilton keyed up, and he said, you stay in that bus until somebody comes back. And about three minutes later, you heard, Tower, we got him. And I was like, poor Will. This guy's in trouble. Will How much was, was it? Will was fined a lot. Oh, I was going to say maybe five grand. That's a lot of money to a guy. Uh, yeah. 15 probably. years ago driving a bus. Did the gate guy get fined? No. I feel like that's his fault. Mike Kelton told Will, he said, you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't care who opened the gate. It doesn't mean that you go down the racetrack while race cars are out there. That's kind of BS, man. He That's finds sweet. him five grand, and he pulls his hard card. Do you know when he gives him his hard card back? End of the year. Homestead, the last race. Oh, <laughs> and go all year with no credentials. Oh. And then he gave him his hard card back. And Will, five grand. Poor guy. And you can't come back <clears throat> to the track until you pay your fine. People may not realize that. You can't come back to work until you pay your five grand. I'd be going to Elliot right that day. Hey, man, I ain't got enough money. I can't take your bus. <laughs> Elliot, pay that fine. <laughs> well, just garnish wages, man, $100 a week, you know. <laughs> See, your refrigerator is going to be empty when you get there, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything to rant about? I got, we are could we calling somebody? We, we, could do we are not. Okay. We could do one Will story a week, every week. We can add this to and the show. A Will no. story. Will story. Because they're all funny. We I got. It, uh, I mean, I got some good Will's ones. journal. Yeah, <laughs> Will's journal. We need to get him on the show one time. Man, he he clams up when you start talking about him. You know, he's oh, and then he'll say, "Well, the story gets better every time I hear it." It's like, no, it ain't. It's the same story. <laughs> Stop acting like that. I'm making this better than what I it is. I hope he watches this show. Fast time listen, with Will's listen. high. I don't think he can watch us. I mean, listen. <laughs> Are we being streamed? I see all these cameras in there. What's Watch that them. light up there, Dillner? That, that one's frozen. Or, no, it looks no, like it's working it works now. now. Oh, all right. Sorry. I got anything, anything else you want to rant about? I wasn't ranting. I was telling you a story <laughs> about the guy who really won the Southern 500. <laughs> all right. So in now a motorhome. In a motorhome. Thing pushed like a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. $5,000 gate guard. Oh, poor guy. I would I would walk right to that gate guard and be like, dude, you're splitting this with me. Just so you know. <laughs> You're paying half this He's for letting me out. He's probably a volunteer for the track, too. No idea. 
I mean, Will probably should have known not that they were going down. He probably had a radio on. Will has not left the <clears> racetrack <throat> on race day since. Like, he's like, I'm not packing up. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> I got nowhere to be. How long ago was that? Elliot was in the 21 car, so you're talking 2000 probably. I bet 2000 is dead on it because that was also Will's first year Oh, with Elliot. Mm. Yeah, Will's gotten fired almost every year, and he's still here. I need to meet this guy. <laughs> Sounds you like don't you. know Will? I don't know that Will. Oh, how do you not know Will? Maybe I do. So he got that nickname from his ex-girlfriend. She said, Will. <laughs> That's the way she <laughs> called him. So we all started saying, Will. And now when he hears it, you can, he just looks at you. You can tell he hates it. <laughs> What's his favorite song? Wheel in the sky. <laughs> Wheel. You see Wheel? <laughs> we, need, we need to have a segment on here where Elliot just talks about Wheel. <laughs> Can we bring him in? Just Yeah, just one time. We're just going to have just a 15-minute questions about Wheel. We'll ask him to come in in one minute. Well, Elliot, what you should get Elliot to do is just get on his phone Bring up the recording deal and just tell a quick five minute story about Will and we'll play it. Yeah, but there's there's more than like there's so many stories. Oh yeah, it's fine. One a week. Yeah, yeah, one, one a, week. a week. Yeah. All right, we'll work on it. All right, good. DBC picks. TJ is going first. <clears throat> no, I'm not. I won, dude. Yeah, I had Harvey. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I won. Well, I win. You pick first. Where are we going, Fontana? Yep. Fontana. This one's gonna be a good one. Well. Let's see here. <clears throat> I want to get I want to get it back out in the lead, so I'll go for the fence here. I'll go with the uh, Truex. Truex, he's swinging for the fence. I mean, you already used him, so I'm, I don't feel too bad about it. No, and I I, I think I won with him, didn't I? I can't believe I no. I can't. No, I hadn't used Truex. Well, you won with him, but you didn't win the race. Yeah, yeah. you won with him probably. Yeah, I'm uh. I'm going to go with my guy, Clint Boyer. Clint? A long straightaways, man. He has a lot of time to think about <laughs> it. <all these. laughs> I'm hoping his ADD to uh, kick Yeah, in. man. It's Fontana. This could be a tough one for him. No, nah, we could. He there. comes off turn two and he knows what he, he thinks about what he had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner all before he gets to three. <laughs> all you fantasy players, I feel like this is one of Clint's best two downforce tracks Atlanta and Fontana. He's really good, those two. So we'll see. Well. When do we leave for California? Like in 30 minutes? <laughs> you haven't slept yet. I should have just stayed there. <laughs> yeah. Dang. I leave Thursday. You? I'm surprised you came home. Yeah, we leave in the morning. You going? Let me no. guess. Casey's Where are you going? Again. Yeah, you're going racing again. I'm staying here, actually. You got Where is PR he going? Where is your boyfriend? Uh, I'm Beyonce going. He is staying here, too. It's never oh, happened. Oh, so cute. Yeah, I have not. romantic weekend at home. Let's not say it's romantic. We might go hiking. Not Chad. He doesn't like hiking. Me and Natalie, we we'll might do something for both of our birthdays. My birthday's next week. What so. does Chad like? Is oh, today amazing. Natalie's birthday? Yes. Yes. That's why she had balloons. Oh, yeah. Yes. I brought her balloons. She oh. had what? She had balloons walking oh. out of here. And donuts. Donuts. <clears throat> I thought you brought donuts every time you've been here. Why? I know. I was going to stop, and then I was like, oh, it's Natalie's birthday. Somebody well. called Natalie and get the donuts back. <laughs> 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 They're right there. Oh, see? So what is Chad like other than racing? Um, long walks on the beach. Yeah, long walks <laughs> on the beach. Oh, uh, watching racing. <laughs> but also he uh, helps his dad. His dad has an exhaust company, so he welds and stuff. This weekend they're building a fence, so that should be fun. I'm not doing that. No. I might go shopping, no. hiking, something. That sounds fun. 
yeah. We'll be in yeah. Fontana. It's gonna um they're calling for rain. Really? Saw, and it's supposed to be cold. It's gonna be forty. But isn't Fontana's like an 55. hour from LA, so you can always go to LA, you know. Ain't nobody driving Beverly to LA. Hills. Ain't nobody driving from Fontana. I used to, to when I went to this track. Well you probably also left the track at like two o'clock. You also didn't work twelve hour days out there. Yeah. What time Whatever. did so you left the racetrack at five or six and drove to LA? For dinner. Never. Yeah. Well, it always so it always used to fall on my birthday, and I used to celebrate my birthday at that Holiday Inn bar every year. So the last year that I went, we went to Beverly Hills. It was yeah. pretty nice. I went to Beverly Hills and bought me some Gucci shoes. Nice. Yeah. But I was there like it was one track of those deals shoes? where we leave Phoenix <laughs> and go hang out. Yeah. I didn't leave a racetrack and go to Beverly Hills. Drove a Tesla through Beverly Hills one time. You did? Yeah. I went out there with Brad and. He was going to buy one, and we test drove one. Yeah. So we drove it all around down that area. It was pretty neat. Do you feel like those guys are a little bit hypocritical if they're buying Teslas? Because they make a lot of money racing cars that need gas. Are they being hypocrites if they drive a electric car? They're saving. Yeah. Maybe saving. they're saving the environment. Yeah. Trying to do their best. So one guy <laughs> driving a Tesla is going to save Is there a, a hotel in L.A. that's okay, supposedly Michael haunted? Jackson. Is there a ho haunted hotel in L.A.? There's Playboy uh, Mansion. Hollywood or something like that? I Isn't like to go to the Playboy Mansion. The Roosevelt, maybe? Uh, you know, that's one thing I never got asked to do. What? The Playboy, Playboy Mansion. Did you ever get asked to do that? No, but now's a good opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Yeah, because Hugh's gone. You know, Hugh, Hugh had a hell of a time over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been fun. Yeah. I got to go to bed. Yeah, so who does, who does run that I now? I don't know. Is there like... Can somebody tweet us? Hugh Whoever knows. <laughs> You know Hugh? Hugh <laughs> damn right. <laughs> I need coffee. Would All you, right. Would you go if you got invited? You ready? I mean, I wouldn't wear what most girls would probably wear there. If but this show, I go. if this show got invited, would y'all go? Yeah. Are you okay with it? I go. <laughs> oh, we should probably we should probably end the show now before anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, One Main, again for sponsoring the podcast. And of course, thank you, Exalted, for this awesome studio. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 